I'm interrupting my own podcast to talk to you about Anchor. Anchor is brought to you by Spotify and is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It will also help you distribute your podcast across popular podcast hosting platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Best of all, you can make money from your podcast on Anchor with no minimum listenership. So for those of us just starting out, this is very helpful. And do you know how much it costs to have everything you need to make a podcast in one place? 100% free. Yep, you heard me right. You can do all of this and make money for free. So if you have been thinking about starting your own podcast, now is your chance. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now let's get back to the episode. Hi, I'm Yan. Hi, I'm Yvonne. Welcome to Lost and Refound Podcast. We're a podcast discussing our personal journeys as modern Asian women and sharing inspiring stories from within our community. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Now let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 17 of Lost and Refound Podcast. Hi, Yvonne. Hi, Yan. How are you? I am, I'm feeling pretty okay for a Friday, long day at work, but I also haven't turned on the news. I refuse to look at the news this morning, refuse to look at the news uh, all day, and hopefully when our listeners are listening to this episode in this podcast, there will have been a result after the election. Yeah, we are recording right now Friday, November the 6th, and election was on Tuesday, so we're still waiting to hear results, but it's looking like it's going to be Biden really crossing my fingers i, I know. hope so <laughs> and then i would love to see if they have to force trump out of the office <laughs> kicking and screaming that's pretty that's pretty incredible i think a couple people were also saying like wow like in what you know if i was fired from a job like how would i react like how would i actually react like you know in that type of situation in that type of way i'm hoping i'll act professionally and i won't burn any bridges but it, it is quite it is quite a predicament when this is our role model and mm-hmm. he's he's presenting these these facts in the situation i'm like i hope that we don't i don't have a boss that works like that that's for sure well these are bully tactics boys manipulative tactics right making people feel guilty like why didn't you give me what i want that's what how i feel he's, he's a child he is a spoiled little brat child is that's that's the behavior um, I think someone wrote a book about that. It, it was a children's book. What's it called? We have to find it. That was a really good book. But don't um, something about. So I, I can't. I can't remember. We we should probably cut this out of the episode. But there is a book. I'm sure there's a lot of anti-bullying books. Or is this specific Trump book? Um, anti-bullying books, as well okay. as I mean, people throwing tantrums right to oh, get what mm-hmm. they want I yeah. mean, um I, I there was even a lot of news articles about what is a manipulative apology like when you do you really mean i'm sorry um and how much of that that we see in social media no wonder we can't trust the news and no wonder we can't trust our influencers and what they have to say because when they do make a mistake which is very human mistakes are human and that's okay but how you react to them and what people are looking for or what people are expecting I mean, it's, I feel like there are some gray areas, right? Like, just like you grieve in different ways, you apologize in different ways. But when you do public apologies, 
I mean, I'm not very familiar in that aspect. To me, public apologies are not sincere apologies. Why tell the whole world? You know, this is something that happened between you two. Keep it between your, yourselves, unless it's something you did in public and involved multiple people. So that's actually where I kind of started thinking about this was because um, Anna Akana, she is one of my favorite uh, public speakers. Um, she has a great YouTube channel and she also has a great Instagram and Reels. And she was specifically talking about mental health and what is a manipulative apology? What is a manipulative relationship? When mm -hmm. you have friends that act this way, whether they mean to or not, right? Like she, again, she, she talks about it in her video very, very eloquently. And I agree that no one I believe no one intentionally wants to hurt you, especially if this is someone that you truly care about. However, there are certain characteristics, maybe certain habits, that if they keep doing everything over and over again, that's something that you know we do have to think about and protect ourselves, right? Like especially in our own journeys, some people like might not be along for that ride um, in terms of how we want to improve ourselves or the, the, the channels and the ways that we're trying to seek help. Like it's, I think that those are different types of avenues that we have to be, that we have to be conscientious of. Like who are we keeping in our circle? Um, and, and sometimes we have different relationships for different reasons, right? Like mm -hmm. not everyone needs Absolutely. to know everything. Yeah. 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 Like not, yeah. And um, I mean, yes, like be, be honest and transparent with your friends, but you know, like you, there's also, it's also a good thing to set boundaries too. Um, and, and, and you, cause you want to be able to be exactly who you are and, and not have to defend yourself, especially the people that love you and, and support you like your whole way. You should be able to feel um, supported and, and not manipulated in any way. So, and I think that's why I'm always really grateful for really good friends, like throughout these difficult times because um yeah sometimes it sometimes it's hard you don't you don't know everyone until you you see them at their worst mm -hmm. yeah um, that's why for me the friends that have seen me at my best and at my worst are still my friends after all these years they are my family they're mm -hmm. who i choose as my family nowadays i don't really stress if i lose friends because to me i know who my true friends are and I also know some people are meant to come into your life only for a certain period of time. And whether they stay or they leave, you're supposed to learn something from that person during the time that they're in your life. And then when it's time for them to move on, then it's time for that relationship to, to dissolve and for us to move on, but still remember that the lessons that we learned. But I grew up really, really lonely. I would do anything to have a friend. You know, I'm that person that would like give everything away just to be able to say I have friends. And so I was very insecure about it. And now I don't care is not the right phrase. I absolutely care, but I don't stress about if I don't have, have as many friends or feel like I'm not as popular because I'm confident in who my true friends are. And no matter how long I don't talk to them, when we talk, it's like we saw each other yesterday, you know? So different people have different meanings in your life. They come into your life with different reasons and and so you have different type of friends and i think i told you before you know i also i don't see all my friends as equal and that's not saying like it's not a hierarchy it's not one's better than the other but it's just there are certain people i go to for certain things you know like i said when i have when i get stuck in my spiritual awakening journey i go to you i go to megan um i go to more, my more spiritual friends and then when i have something that hurts me especially hurts like that old self 
that I used to be, I go to my best friends because she knows me so well. She knows that side of me so well. So she's able to talk me off a ledge. You know, so you go to different people for different things. And I think that's absolutely okay. And you shouldn't view all your friends the same. And you shouldn't love everybody the same because then that makes no one special in your life. Right. And and I feel like sometimes when I am in a dark place or in my in my valley, right? As we were talking about in a couple episodes, um, I, I sometimes I feel embarrassed to admit to my friends, no matter how close I am, like where I am. It's that first piece because I've I haven't even admitted to myself. That That's your I, ego. Isn't that the yeah. ego, right? Yeah. yeah. And I, I think we all feel that way. And I think that's why the hardest part about being in depression is you need to talk to people when you're in depression, but you don't want to talk to anyone. When I'm in my full state depression, I push everybody away. I don't want to talk to my friends. I don't talk to my family. I don't want to even see, I don't want to talk to Sable. That's how bad it gets. And a big part of that is, I mean, you're not in the right mental state, but another big part of it is ego. You don't want people to know how bad you're feeling, how bad you're doing. We're all judged by society on what job you have, what things you own, and like how confident you are and how you present yourself. So nobody wants to present themselves as weak. Right. Yeah. I think that's totally normal. Yeah, no, it, it definitely feels more normal when I talk about it with you <laughs> because we normalize it, right? And it's... <laughs> I mean, it is a hurdle we all have to get over. It's not healthy, right? We should definitely talk to people if you're feeding down. Um, but I think that's where knowing who you should talk to is helpful. And for me, as long as I have a particular cycle, so for example, um, I see my therapist every three weeks. So mm-hmm. if I'm ever in... A, a cycle that I feel like I can't get out of, I, I'll always have somebody to talk to and pull that type of information out of me Yeah. Um, at that time. And of course, like she's trained too, so which is great. I need that. I always, I'm very open that, you know, with even my fiance, like I love him very much, but sometimes he's not the best at getting all the details out of me when I feel like because I can't explain sometimes yeah. how I feel. And um, not that I want people to put feelings or words in my mouth, but sometimes I'm also just not ready to. Well, sometimes. it helps because a therapist can tell if you're holding back. I see. Yes, that's true. Or I think, that's- <laughs> I mean, the, a, good, a good therapist, at least like the good ones I've seen, right? They're, they can tell if you're holding back. They can tell there's something more. And they're able to speak to you in a way that help pull the information out of you without feeling like you're being attacked. Right. Because I know I will get really defensive. My friends are trying to analyze oh, some of my deepest things. Gotcha. They're not fair. You're not, they're not afraid. She's not afraid at all. <laughs> yeah. They're, well, they also understand like how to speak to you so that you don't feel defensive and you're able to give the most honest answer. And they're also able to see through your BS if you're not giving an honest answer. That's <laughs> <laughs> a therapist. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I've been with her for... I want to say 10, almost 10 years now. That's amazing. Yeah, almost 10 years. So eight, eight years, I think. Um, and it might as well be 10, honestly. But um, it seems like I've grown so much with her. Yeah. Like I remember the very first year, um, I I was embarrassed, right? Like first starting to go. I, I really went because I don't even know if I should, I mean, this is not the topic that we started out with, but sure, we'll go on with this. <laughs> Um, when I, when I first started, it was really because I was in such a state. I mean, I was, um, I was very harmful to myself and other people, which is mm-hmm. definitely, I mean, I'm not very proud of that time that I lived in. Um, and I was just trying to hide it, but at the same time, like, I mean, 
you know, Malinke, he knew that I needed additional help. And he also recognized that he wasn't the person, like he couldn't be my everything at that mm-hmm. moment. And, yeah. and he said, like, he specifically said to me, I am having trouble loving someone who cannot love herself. And it, it was really, yeah. And that really sh- shook me to my core because I, you know, this has been a problem that I knew I always had, but I never had a solution until that, that moment. And I, didn't know where to go and so the first thing I did like you know he um helped me find the closest therapist possible um and turned out she was my neighbor like so so crazy I know I know so that's how crazy like I mean literally I always think about how it was a just a divine sign Mm -hmm. like that you know I was like God was like yes this is the one and we clicked right away but um she said I'm so sorry I'm actually booked out of on my patients like she she was booked like and I and I couldn't yeah. um and I couldn't book an appointment with her and I was a little upset but I was like hey you know like I'm, I'm gonna find the right one I'm gonna find the right one and about two hours later uh she called me back she's like you know I felt like we just had a moment and I really want to work with you I think that we could really work together and she she made time for me then and then from then on we um we've seen each other um that's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Like it, those types of things, like that to me, like that's who I feel like most people need, right? Like mm-hmm. this is, she's, yes, now I mean, I love her. Like we, we sometimes end calls with like, I love you. <laughs> like I'm so grateful oh. for you. Um, but, and she's like more, she's like my family, right? Cause she knows all the deepest things. Yeah. In fact, like sometimes Malinka could be like, oh, how was your session today? Like what you talk about? Did you talk about me? <laughs> so, <laughs> we, there's like a d- little debrief. I mean, he knows, he knows like what goes on because there's so many things that sometimes like I, I know that I struggle even t- walk, working with him. Mm-hmm. Things that we struggle with, you know, how like you know how to clean up the house and how to not to nag at the same time and just really keep love like at the forefront of um, our relationship versus uh, being angry you know just not trying not to be angry there's so many times we'll be like why are you trying to why are you trying to be angry she will actually ask me that and I didn't realize how much I wanted to hold on and hold grudges like I there is something in me that does want to do that mm-hmm. and um, I think that's really helpful I think that's also in everyone. We all have a stubborn side. We have a forgiving side. We all have a dark side and a light side and it's just which path you want to take. And I think when we're younger, it's much so much easier to take the darker path because that's the easier easy. path to it take. Is easy. It's the you know, story. I was, yeah, I was also <laughs> the same way, right? I didn't love myself and I was very angry. And it was the it was easier for me to be angry than to be forgiving because being to be forgiving is there's so many things I had to work through. And I didn't want to go that route. So that's normal. There's nothing wrong with you. <laughs> that's absolutely <laughs> normal. But it's, it's amazing for me to hear that you used to hurt yourself and hurt other people because you're like the, the sweetest person. Yeah, it's, and so it's like, like it's, it's incredible so how much you've changed. <laughs> well, it's not just me. Like everybody, when we used to work together, every single person's like, Yvonne is the sweetest person I've ever met. She's like the happiest person I've ever met. I'm like, I know. I don't know where she comes from. She's <laughs> always happy. <laughs> and it, it's funny because I mean she she also says like you know when she first started working with me that innately like I, I do want to be happy right and there's just this overhanging cloud um, and this habit and that's that bad habit because why is it a bad habit I don't know like maybe that's how I started to push myself right like I really had to work with that um, especially like at, in the past in the past two months just in our journey that we've had together where we've gotten very real and very serious about who we want to be and who we want 
to and who do we want to become um, for our our future generation, right? Every like, who do we want to be a role model for and to? Like, I can't, I don't want anyone in my life that I care about to feel the way I do about myself, like in my darkest time. And I will also never say that to my friends, right? Like the stuff you say to yourself. And so I, again, I I always do try to remember that. And it's also because of her, I think that I'm able to have these deep conversations with my friends, these little tidbits of knowledge that she's now provided and taught me. (laughs) I, I, um, I mean, I'm sure this is exactly what she meant it to, but I didn't know and have the habits before. So now she's subconsciously in my head. So every time I do start to say something or think of something, yes, there's that additional awareness. And then there's that habit on how I keep depleting thought like out of my head. Like how, where do I keep that thought? Like it shouldn't, it shouldn't hurt me. It doesn't mm-hmm. hurt me. Um, where do I put it? And then also have those conversations with my friends who maybe not, might be in a different situation than me, but have the similar thoughts and similar type of stories and, and how to work through that. So um, I'm really, I'm actually really grateful that I've gone through the journey that I have and seen and climbed the mountains that I have because then that helps me understand where other people are and where that journey because again like Malinka I love him to pieces but he has just never been that low Mm -hmm. he has just never been that low so then he can't help or even see sometimes where other people might be um I, I sometimes joke that I'm also, I feel like I'm part of his HR team. <laughs> like whenever <laughs> you, when, you know, whenever our, our husbands or our fiancés are some, someone significant, right? They, they have a company, but sometimes they need to save space. And so like we, mm-hmm. he probably knows more confidential information than he definitely should. Cause he, of course, now that we're in quarantine, we hear all, you know, yep. all the meetings, Yeah, <laughs> but we're just in a safe you know space. know all the secrets behind these <laughs> companies. <laughs> Yeah, like where, where are we gonna go? Where are we gonna go? So I, I don't think anyone's thought about that before, but uh, but certainly um, he, you know, I know certain things about his company and just the ways that he goes about um, treating different people. Um, I really do try to help him with that and help him see like where that other person is coming from because he'll take the um, the high road and he'll see it from a very grand strategic level Mm. but I see it from a very human lens and I said Mm -hmm. like "Mm, I know that yes maybe you're not supposed to pick sides fine but maybe you shouldn't say you know say so neutral sometimes it's nice to hear like yeah I did a good yeah you did a good job you did a good job but something 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 um I was telling um one of my friends that it you know, I, I wish it was easier asking for a race because what is, what's the typical response? Like right, right from any manager. I, I mean, I recently did that. I recently asked for a raise. I asked for a promotion and um, you know, the response is very strategic. Okay. Please write down everything that you did in the last year. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, who your success is and we'll, we'll work through it. But what I really want to hear is like, oh my God, yes, you did a great job. Well done. You, you deserve it now. But yes, I agreed. That's not <laughs> necessarily the professional way, like uh, as a manager, but sometimes you just want that human response because your friends will give it to you. Well, you, you want <laughs> that recognition, especially from your manager, right? So be like, you've been doing a really great job. Let's, let's discuss you know, we can get you a raise or a promotion or at least some kind of roadmap. What I hate the most about asking for raises or promotion is there's no timeline. 
You know, it's like you just have to keep proving yourself. What does that mean? What does proving myself mean? Give me a concrete goal to reach. Give me a concrete timeline so that I don't continue to prove myself for years. And so many companies do that. Yeah, so (laughs) many companies do that. And it's, it's really frustrating. But I think also another thing is we need to be able to share our salaries. Agreed. Like this, this whole thing with not being allowed to talk about how much you make, that's being rude. No, that's not being rude. That's Where did that law come from? Like, or that rule or like social norms? <laughs> I feel like this comes from companies because they don't oh, want, I, I mean, I don't know where it comes from. That's logically from like who benefits from us not discussing how much we make companies, right? They can pay people drastically different salaries especially between men and women, if you're not supposed to talk about how much you make. I mean, it's, it's funny because I, I've always, I, 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 yes, I understand like that particular rule, et cetera. And I remember my previous company was specific in within company walls. Don't necessarily, don't talk about your promotion. Don't talk about your raises at the company that I was at. Obviously very many companies are, are different. Like for example, at, uh, I know at Deloitte, they actually publish your ranking. They publish where you are and fall in line with the, um, with the, uh, the company roster, which I think is very interesting um, because then if it's public. I don't know if I want to publish it, but I think you should just be able to talk about it. Like you should be able to feel comfortable to ask your coworker, Hey, how much do you make? Right. And compare that you guys are getting similar benefits and similar pay for doing the same job. Like, I'm not saying we need to go around announcing how much we make. No, but we, we should feel comfortable asking. And it's, I don't think, I've never been in a company where they say you, you are not allowed to share, but if this is just something, it's a, it's a taboo topic. You know, there's something I know growing up, I've always been told there are certain things you don't do. And one of them is you don't talk about, you don't talk about politics and you don't talk about, um, oh yeah, that's right. About pay. <laughs> Yeah. I forgot the politics is one of them. <laughs> we threw that. We threw that out. That's now an old. It's old news. Now all we talk about politics. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I, I would like to not talk about politics. <laughs> I forgot. You're right. Um, well, age was also a big thing yes, too, age, right? Yeah. Uh, but now I don't think that it's as. In fact, I feel no. like people are very proud. Right? Like, uh, I, I think it depends on the company you work in. I think at Ipsy, I felt fine. I mean, I always feel fine oh. telling people age, but like, I feel like the bigger corporations, it's not, it's, not it's as... more professional and like okay. Ipsy was not, Ipsy is still run very much like a startup. I mean, maybe, but also I think it's maybe we're in beauty as well. Like we're in yeah, the beauty, we're like just not as serious. Like if you go to a finance firm, it's very different. My first I, company true. out of college was a finance company. I hated it. It was very different. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's funny because when you have that type of mindset, maybe you you can't go back. You just you know you can't you um, if you're used to a certain way, then you can't. Sometimes you're inflexible, right? Well, I think you can go back if you are able to understand the mm-hmm. why the logic is wrong. I, mean, I feel like we all can't change as long as you understand yeah. why you should change. But if you don't agree with it, then you're never going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. But if you feel like yeah, this doesn't make any sense, then why not change it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course, like when you're, when we talk about it more and when people don't know like those boundaries, right? We're not, because I feel like, are you telling your children, like, don't talk about age, don't talk about money? Are no, my you... kids are too young. <laughs> well, right. But what <laughs> but do you plan to no, have that conversation? No, exactly. I tell them to be transparent. Like, exactly. As so as like you what protect we're yourself, you know, just yeah. be smart. Don't be like, giving away a social security number. Just be smart. <laughs> understanding what you should share and should not share and understanding the situation to read the room. 
Yes. You know, like if it's not appropriate, don't be like, Hey, <laughs> I'm so much younger than you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or I'm so much older than you. Like read the room and read the situation. And you know, if it feels like you can share, then share. If it feels like this is not the right time to share that you might hurt somebody's feelings or then don't share. But yeah, but just Absolutely. don't feel like there are certain things you cannot talk about. You can talk about anything. Right. And that, it, that comes kind of comes from, recognize your safe spaces, right? Because again, not everyone's out to, to be your best friends, right? Or like to always have like your best interests in mind. And I think that that's, especially, you know, when it comes to um, like workplaces, I think that that was really a surprise to me that um, we could be so close to friends, like in the same workspace. Like I, I never really like had that before. Um, I think that's always like the wish to have like really close colleagues. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys were definitely really different. So um, I'm really grateful. But I think it's also because we opened up to each other right away. It was we were very, very vulnerable. It was very <laughs> strange because we, we've all met pretty much like on that trip to Canada. Like, you know, we barely all knew each other. That was like Ami's first day. First day. Right? Like we all <laughs> yeah. met in Canada for our first day. And we all like were stuck together for a week. Well, how long were we out there? Like three three days? Three days a week. I mean, And then we went to China of- afterwards. Oh, that's and funny. And so like, I think for us, you, me, Megan, and Ami out, it, just, it just so happened that we have very similar personalities. And we felt comfortable enough where we just opened up to each other, which is not normal. It's not normal to just meet your colleague and be like, here's my life story. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> so, but I think that's why we feel so comfortable and we're close. And I think that's why I always say we were meant to meet. Like that mm-hmm. trip, that whole meeting, it just felt like it was fate. It felt like it was all, we were always meant to, to meet that way. To be so, friends. Yeah. Yeah. And always connected. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, to that point, I think that there's certain, you know, there's certain aspects about your life. You, I've never been able to understand that, like why I meet certain people. And I'm like, that's, it just was the right thing. And so I'm like, yes, this is my path. And I'm in alignment with where I need to be and where I need to go. Even in our journey, like how many people we've like talked about our journey um, and how we've grown. Um, we've met so many interesting people like through uh, mm-hmm. Facebook, through Instagram that are all on the same wavelength and on the yeah. same space. Like, and we know that whoever's listening, like you're also on that same space and you want to also get there. And we have to have this community and this place to talk about the, the really hard times and also the really good times too. And just shout out to the world. Like you, you made it you made it, you did this. <laughs> and um, it's, it, you know, we're so proud of those moments and we have to be, um, we have to be there to support each other. Yeah. And people come into your life for a reason, right? So again, this is why it's, for me, it's fate. You guys came in right when I was entering my spiritual awakening journey and we all ended up doing this at the same time or not <laughs> at the same time, but pretty much on the same time. We are, you know, so to me, like how much more meant to be could could there be? <laughs> right. Well, there's also something right in terms of where the planet is and just spiritually, like where um, just there's a lot of energy and just a lot of vortexes like right now that are channeling. I mean, the fact that we had the blue moon on Halloween, like it's just so crazy how these things are in alignment in this particular year. 
So um, I think that from visionaries, you know, from a vision going back and forth, you hindsight is always 2020. Um, and this has been definitely the year of like looking back, but also looking forward way, way forward and seeing where that future lies um, and actually yeah. seeing what's possible. Like, I don't think I ever nailed down exactly what I thought I really wanted to be until this year. I think I had inklings um, and shadows about like, oh, that would be nice. You know, like mm -hmm. I would be, I'm going to be a better scientist. I'm going to be smarter the next year. I'm going to be a better person. But like next year I have such aligned goals and very focused on like meaningful, meditate for 90 minutes, right? Like those mm -hmm. types of goals that I never had before, um, like make X amount of money, you know, from, um, from our manifestation babe, like challenge, like those are different types of things that we've opened ourselves to allowing this particular year. And I think that's also why we've become a, awaken. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think this is actually a perfect transition into our topic for the day, which we like just spent half the episode just chatting. <laughs> well, I think it's very similar, right? It's about the it journey. Is. It's, it's all part of the journey. All yeah. part, it was crazy at first. We had no idea. I mean, and honestly, both of our journeys, we, we had to do them alone for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. And now we're honestly almost doing them together it's yeah. in different ways like you know, we're not like sitting next to each other and doing it but you know we're in alignment with um from our soul's journey yeah and, and we're not always together but you guys all text me just when i need it megan's all the way in new york how the hell does she know when i need to hear from her but she texts me when i'm like really confused and she gives me exact message i want to read so it's like it's crazy that we're able to like have that energy even though she's so far away, mm -hmm. you know? And like, same thing with you and me and Ami. I feel like whenever I think about you guys, you guys text me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely a connection there. Yeah. But this journey is also, like you said, it's, it's not an easy journey. And it's also a long journey. Like we still have ways to go. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm really looking forward to the next stages. But the stage I just came out of was definitely, I think, one of the hardest stages. Because before that, I think the first stage was like pure joy and bliss, right? You recognize that your spiritual awakening and everything looks so beautiful and you're so in love with everything. And then you go to this depression where you're like, oh, shit, all these things wrong. <laughs> and to fix all these things. And then you start feeling better again. And then you end up in this like void, which is what I was in. And I remember being really, really confused. And I think we did an episode too on am I in spiritual depression? And remember yes. we went through that questions. And I remember I can't understand these, but they don't feel right. Like I don't mm. feel like I'm in a depression, especially not a spiritual depression. I just felt really confused. Mm -hmm. And then um, one night on YouTube, this video just showed up from this lady named Christina Lopes. And I don't know who she is, but the video is about the different stages of spiritual awakening. So I started watching, I'm like, what the heck? I'll watch it. And as I was watching, as he, she's going through the stages, I'm like, okay, yeah, I, I get it, I get it. And then when she hit the void, it was like an aha moment. She started explaining the void. I literally physically felt all the anxiety just lifting out of me. It was a physical feeling of it moving out of my body. It was crazy. And then as soon as that happened, I took a deep breath. And then she says on YouTube, at that moment, she says, as soon as you realize you're in the void, you'll feel a deep sense of peace. I was like, holy shit, she's reading my mind. <laughs> and that's when I was like, it clicked. I knew where I was. I knew that I was in this void where I was literally having one foot in my old life and one foot in my new life. And I didn't know which way to go. I was very confused. 
And she has said, like, you know, every stage is different for every person. You need to get out of the void, but it's going to take time. Your body will know when you're ready to move out the void. But she said, but sometimes you also have to push yourself because moving out the void is accepting. You know, you have to take one or the other, hopefully not going back to your old life, but you have to make a decision. Um, so I would just like very kind of dilly-dallying, not sure what to do. And then I decided to go on a journey that I asked you to join. <laughs> and I knew before that journey, you know, you had to set intention for every journey you go on. Before that journey, I, my intention was for the universe to show me a very clear sign which direction I should take. Deep down, I knew which step I should be taking, but it was very important to me to have a very, very clear sign. And I knew that after this journey, I will be out of the void. That I knew for sure. I knew this is the final push to push me out. It, but I wasn't sure which way it was going to push me. Um, and then we did that journey together and so many revelations came on. I realized so many things, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But one of the things was that it, it pushed me out of the void and it showed me a very, very clear sign. You remember like at one point I was, you were, you were giggling on the couch, <laughs> which... Um, I will agree with your therapist. I think by nature, you are a very happy person. Every time we do a, a journey together, you, <laughs> you are giggling and you're really, really happy. Like your spirit reminds me of Savannah's spirit, which is just oh. so pure joy. Just everything makes her happy. Everything makes her laugh. And that's how I feel. Like when you, every time you're on a journey, I'm like, this is the spirit of Yvonne. She's just happy. My inner child. My inner child is very close to my heart. And, um, and I don't show it to everyone. And that's why, because I, I need to protect my inner child. That's how I've always felt like every, since I was growing up and, um, and I'm comfortable with you. So that's why it comes out, but please continue. So but it's great because it's funny because I'm always, every time I go on the journey, I'm so serious. <laughs> and then you're like on the couch, like kicking your legs, laughing. <laughs> like, well, I'm like, what is she? I want to be on that journey. <laughs> And on, it's so funny because I literally, it's, it's not even, I'm not, like, I don't even remember myself doing it. Like I, the fact, if you had never told me, I would have never recalled that I'm like, I could be that happy. Right. Like, and I think that that's, yeah, no, you are sick. For bliss. <laughs> <Or> bliss. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad because again, finding who that person was, was really hard and was yeah. very difficult. She disappeared. That inner child of me disappeared for a very long period of time. Um, and I'm just now refinding her. And so she's, I mean, I like, we're now one and <laughs> we're becoming like very close. And I, I think that almost part of the reason why I can almost scare myself, right? Like on certain days, like when I'm, when I'm not happy with someone or when I'm not happy with a certain situation, then it just, I feel demonic. <laughs> and those are the days where I need to like check myself and like, see how far am I stepping back? Mm -hmm. Right. Like I remind myself, like, this isn't, this isn't the person I want to be. I don't want to feel miserable. I really don't. <laughs> so I have to start, stop telling myself the story. Um, but yes, you tell me you're in the void. Yeah. And so, yeah. So at one point I was doing the, the meditation, I remember. And then when yes. I came out of the meditation, I think it was like around, yeah, it was around three o'clock when we went out to the back patio because that's when the tutor came. Right. Um, so that's actually when I came out of meditations, actually when my higher manager texted me and, but I didn't call her back until after you left the house, which was around after five. 
And that's when she told me, you got the job. Yeah, so I'm like, it's so crazy. Like I asked the universe to give me a clear sign. And they had told me the week before on Friday, and this was Monday, we did our journey on Monday. The Friday before, the recruiter told me, hey, they're going to make a decision party by Thursday. So you'll hear by Thursday. That. Yeah, but on Monday, at three o'clock, when I came out of that meditation, she texted me. And then when I called her, she told me, you got the job. And I was like, well, well, I don't know if there could be a clear sign that you got the job and this is, you know, this is your next step. And I remember feeling really, really relieved, a little nervous, but really relieved that I'm finally going to take the next step. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of days later, I was waiting to hear about my salary. And this is where the manifestation came out because I had, um, when I was working at Facebook, Facebook pays really, really well. They pay better than most companies out here unless you work for Google or Apple. So when I was interviewing with Walmart, the recruiter asked me, what's your salary? And I told her, and she's like, okay, well, that's more than the salary range for the position you're interviewing for. And I was like, okay, fine. But then I was already manifesting when I was doing the Catherine Zankina money manifestation, I was already manifesting for a higher salary, not a higher salary, but I said, I'm going to be managing three to four people. And at Facebook, I wasn't managing anyone. You know, I think I deserve a little bit more for managing other people, but I understand salary wise, it's a little hard because I know how much Facebook pays more than other companies, but still some way I want to be paid more. So Mm -hmm. I was manifesting $40,000 more. And in Catherine's meditation, she has said, ask for a specific amount or more. But when I talked to recruiters, she's like, well, you're not going to get the same salary. Like you have to take a a pay cut. So I was like, okay, fine. I was like, just try to get me as close as possible. But I will still continue to manifest because in Dr. Joe Dispenza's manifestation, he says, ask for something that you don't think is going to happen and let the universe show you that it will work in your favor if you just trust it. So when the recruiter called me three days later, the recruiter said, hey, I have good news for you. You get to keep the same salary, which is amazing because like I said, my salary is already more than what that cap was. And then she said, and on top of that, you're gonna, we're going to increase your bonus from 15% to 25%. With that bonus, if you meet your goals and the company meets its goals, then you will get $42,000 as your bonus. That's the number. Yes, I was like, holy shit. I better keep manifesting and keep meditating. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I've been out of the void, everything has been really great. I feel really, really motivated and... Um, I wake up every day full of gratitude and really excited and I go to bed every day at peace. Even though I am not working right now, I still feel accomplished every single day. Mm. Part of the learnings I did through this journey was I realized part of who I am is I need structure. When I was in this void, I was trying to do an experiment too because I was thinking I'm not working right now. I have always been this person who is so anxious because I have such a long to-do list. I'm doing one thing after next. Well, usually I'm doing two things or three things at the same time and then followed by the next thing. So I don't get to stop and think about what I'm doing or even to enjoy the day. So I was like, what if I try to live according to what my intuition tells me I should be doing or like what I really truly feel like I'm passionate about doing. So I spent two weeks trying to live that way. And that actually pushed me even deeper into the void. You remember that song by Katy Perry called Fireworks, where she says, yeah. like, do you ever feel like a plastic bag blowing through the wind or something? Yes. And I remember I used to make fun of that lyric. I'm like, who the, who the hell feels like a plastic bag? And that's literally how I felt those two weeks. I felt like a freaking plastic bag just floating. I'm like, what is going on in my life? What, like, what, is, what are my goals? 
Um, so after this, this journey, I realized I am somebody who needs that routine, who needs that schedule, who needs a to-do list, but I don't necessarily need 10,000 things to do. And that's something I told me, right? She said, you shouldn't have more than 10 things on your to-do list. So I actually now have five things or less on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. And these are only the five things for sure I need to accomplish that day. Um, but even if I don't accomplish all of them, I don't beat myself up like I used to. I just leave it for the next day and finish next day. And it's been amazing. I wake up every day at 6.30. I do my workout. I do my meditation. I am a little nervous to see what's going to happen when I start working because it's going to get a lot busier. But I feel like I'm in a really good place to start this new journey. And I'm really, really grateful for this past journey I was on to everything that I have learned. I'm continuing getting downloads every single day, learnings every single day. And I'm really grateful that you were there with me because um, we talked about so many things and it was just really nice to be able to talk to someone who's going through the same journey. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm grateful that we, um, that you even thought about me and that we were able to um, do this journey together as well. Because I, again, it's just, you have to be so vulnerable in those moments and really let yourself go, right? Mm-hmm. And into like that deep meditation space um, and really think about, and just be aware about like where you are and who you were, um, and then the thoughts that you really want to be, and just get really real. There's so many things that, um, like I had, I had listed in my head things that I was, I wanted to do and be, and then I had to admit, well, uh, the other part of my d- deep, deep desire, it's conflicting. So something's, something's not working. Mm-hmm. So what is what? society has been telling me right that part of that deprogramming Mm -hmm. that um I think that I want but I actually don't want that I want something else and that's why whenever I get to that next level or I get to that next company or I get to that next position I'm not happy because it's not what I truly want Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it takes a really really long um a long minute and a moment to understands like where those thoughts really come from um and where where they are a part of you and that's okay like it's also okay to change your mind and change your journey too but also I recognize that so much of how I wanted to be when I was growing up like I'm refinding those moments like I've always wanted this like that's why and the fact that I've waited you know 30 years to achieve this no wonder I've been missing something my whole life. I just, I forgot that I wanted that. Um, and, and I still did. I, I literally just was not my top of mind because I thought that I had to, you know, always make a certain amount of money to be able to be happy. Um, and as we were talking about with, with Anna, um, whenever we released the beauty episode, you know, when we're unhappy, when I'm unhappy, I spend more money. And so I'm always chasing this salary and chasing this lifestyle that will never get me there. Like, and I know that now and I see that now. And um, it, it's funny. I mean, I still like the finer things in life for sure, but it's these specific moments like why and what is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and work. Yeah. And, and where I can find that like that light and hope um and, and and not feel guilty about treating myself when I do want to treat myself at the same time too so yeah I have definitely now understand what treating myself means because I used to just buy things when I'm unhappy and I, I was always unhappy so I was such a shopaholic like, our credit card bills was such a mess like Sable was so pissed we sold our house and we made a bunch of money and that blew through all that money in a year Stop it. No. Yeah. So really? he was pissed. You're and I so... didn't realize. 
well, financially I, savvy now. Um, well, he, he finally, he's like, you do the finances because <laughs> you don't know what the hell's going on, nor do you care. So I started doing the finances and it was still really hard for me because it was an addiction. I was unhappy and to make myself feel happier is to buy something. And now that I'm truly understanding what true happiness and contentment feels like, I don't have the urge to shop all the time. And the times I do have urge shop is usually when I'm digressing. <laughs> if I didn't do the meditation that day, I'm actively trying not to be consciously living because I just am not in the mood today. Right. That's when I feel like I want to go shop. And the minute I think about it and think about why I want to shop, I realized, no, I shouldn't. And I stopped and that urge goes away. Mm -hmm. So now I really know, now I really want to buy something. It's something I've thought about for quite a few days, quite a few weeks. Mm -hmm. And I know I truly want it and I buy it and I'm so happy and I love it. Like I used to buy stuff. We'll have boxes stacked up that I don't open for like a week. And say was like, how do you buy shit you don't even open? Because I bought them on a whim. I don't need them. You know, so I wasted so much money. I wasted so much money. Just not conscious me living. And that's actually another thing I realized through this journey was I have always wondered why a lot of my high school friends have so many memories of high school, of like who their teachers are and and all of that. And I have so few memories. I cannot name one teacher, not even one high school or college or any of it. And I realized I don't have a lot of childhood memories is because I spent most of my life living in my head. I was never aware of my environment. So I don't think a lot of things really was memorable to me because I wasn't present. I was there, but I wasn't mentally present. I was in my head all the time because like, I was that shy child who never spoke. And then growing up in China, I was told all the time, you being a girl only speak when you're spoken to. So being shy and an introvert and told not to speak, that was my perfect excuse to never speak. So I didn't have a lot of friends and I lived all in my head. And that has continued all the way through my adulthood, which is why the strongest memories I have are usually the traumatic memories. Those are memories when I'm brought all of my head into the reality, but I have very few good memories or very few just like daily, like the things you used to do every single day. I don't remember any of it. Hmm. So now for me, it's all about conscious living. Like I'm being very, very conscious. I make sure every single day. And actually, actually now this is one of my favorite things to do every single day is I make sure I sit outside on my patio without any like music or anything by myself with a cup of tea for at least 15 minutes. Usually I still sit there for like 30 minutes. Just breathe the clean air, look at the water, look at the ducks swimming by and just like try to relax and enjoy the moment. And it's been so amazing to like have that moment to bring me down to earth and realize, hey, look at everything you have. Enjoy everything you have. Don't just live in your head. Mm-hmm. And that's been really great. Wow. And, that, and that's incredible. What a, what a, that's such a good habit and definitely a tip that I want um, us to definitely create like a really good post on because 15 minutes um can easily turn into 30 minutes and easily turn into an hour again like when you start meditating when you start living in these moments of peace it's it's your life and like and pretty soon that becomes your whole your whole day and um i you know i'm definitely the type of person right now i still check my meditation like i still check the the clock when I'm meditating I'm like mm, it's been five minutes <laughs> I'm definitely I'm trying not to I do but like why don't you do guided by meditation I can do guided meditation and so like and of course like I have to do you have the dispensa meditation I have the dispensa meditation I okay. have the manifestation meditation and I also have headspace which is a really good app um I know Megan has calm I think she actually has both. I have calm too okay yeah. um 
and um i i really but i i do those um and i do like headspace and did you try the christina lopes one i sent you not yet that is one that yeah. that one's really really good okay i really like her so i will suggest checking her out and definitely i'll try her meditation i think you will love them it's very very powerful and it really helps connect you with the earth's energy as well okay yeah i will definitely yeah, it's try really it. good thank you and we can link it down too have you felt any, any different since your journey um, I would say that the the journey and the and the point of difference is me being more aware. Um, mm-hmm. and and everything that I mentioned um previously was that how I am treating myself and how I'm treating others, just stopping and checking myself like a lot more frequently. Um, so I'm not. I mean, oh my, I'm like even embarrassed to admit this, but whenever I you know I don't get my way, like I like almost scream at my computer I'm like no like or if I'm on the phone like put myself on mute do what I need to do and it's just a very human response I get that but like I don't see Malinka do like I don't see my you know my fiance doing that so it's kind of weird um to me that I can't control these emotions like I need to like yell well but you're out. you can't compare yourself with with Malinka you guys are two very different people your brains are wired very differently That's true. and how you show emotions very different like I can't compare myself to Sable Otherwise, I lose every time because he's very calm and collected. I'm all I'm all over the place all the time. You know. So, you're right. But it, but again, they're Mars, we're Venus. So it's I know. It's not gonna be the same. Yeah. That's why you balance each other out. Yes. And yes, to me, that's, that's true. a key to making a relationship work. So you have to be able to balance each other out. Yeah, I'm the emotion, and then he's the rock. <laughs> yeah, he's rock solid. That's for sure. But I, I think I, the fearful part of me is that one day I'll be in a very professional setting, and I won't be able to. That's always a fear. It's a fear of mine, right? That like someone will see like this ugly side of like my personality that I'm like currently trying to fix, um, and and just get and get better, right? Um, and just like let myself like live in like live in that gratitude and live in that peace so I don't automatically go to anger like it's again it's easy but having that realization and understanding where um where I really need to be um and becoming you know being faithful to myself and giving myself these details to um go to keep doing every single day with like the routines as you mentioned like don't check social media like first thing in the morning like Mm -hmm. eat breakfast <laughs> or like I eat don't eat something breakfast. good <laughs> um, I, I like to intermittent fast but do uh-huh. what's right for your body right right don't compare right. yourself to someone else I also tell you don't stress about making a mistake in a professional setting or letting someone see the ugly side of you in a professional setting that's just part of being human like inevitably something's gonna happen no matter what no matter how calm collected you are something can happen that can trigger you and trigger mm. the ugly side of you to come out that's happened to me multiple times in my career really oh yeah no I, yeah i used to what did you do a couple of temper tantrums no you wait oh yeah like in with like in your the boss oh yeah and cc'ing everyone too yeah i've i've been there i've done that <laughs> um but what i know now is yeah it was embarrassing and then i look back i'm like holy fuck i was such a little fucking asshole <laughs> but <laughs> i learned those big mistakes will stay with you the rest of your life. Yeah. I learned really quickly and I don't really regret it because it's part of my journey. And again, it's part of, it's part of forgiving yourself, right? If that yeah. happens, it's not you. Like I was an asshole in that moment, but I know I'm not an asshole, you know, but I would just very 
emotionally charged and now we're just not thinking clearly and that's something i have to learn how to you know handle my anxieties how to handle my emotions and that's why meditation really really helps with mm-hmm. that side of me but i don't live in fear that i'm going to repeat that mistakes i'm pretty sure i will definitely repeat that mistake some point i'm you know, have another half of my life to live. <laughs> I'm sure I'll make plenty of those mistakes, but don't like be nervous about it. It's just part of being human. Just, you just have to be able to allow yourself to express yourself and then forgive yourself and apologize to people that you might have accidentally offended. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and yeah, and just being really honest in those emotions and saying like, Hey, like I need a, like I have, I'm having a moment right now. So something's like, I'm going to say some, like, honest things <laughs> that might hurt. Actually, I learned that when I was pregnant. Um, oh. I would tell Sable, I wake up certain days, I just feel like shitty. I'll tell him, hey, I'm in a mood today. <laughs> so then he knows to stay out of my way. So even nowadays, if I wake up just in the wrong side of bed, I'll tell him, hey, I feel really weird today. Like, you know, so he knows, okay, say nothing triggering to her today. <laughs> oh, and he keeps that space for you? Yeah, he keeps that space for me. Yeah. And He's really just, good about that. Yeah, that's for us just a clear way of communicating. Otherwise, so that I don't accidentally snap at him. And then we end, we used to do that, right? Like, I'll just snap at him. And then we end up in an argument over something hella stupid, you know? But now we know if he's in the mood, he'll tell me, hey, I'm just had a horrible meeting. I'm upset. Okay. I'll ask him, yeah. can I help you? No, I just want to be alone. Okay, you have your space. And then, and then we'll talk about it when he's ready. But, you know, you just have to give yourself and, and the people that you love space. Yeah. Did, have you found? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, have you found that your triggers are different than they were before your journey and before mm-hmm. this year? I used to have so many triggers. Everything used to trigger me. Okay. <laughs> Now, very few things trigger me. Um, mm. I think what triggers me the most is Trump. <laughs> outside, of that, <laughs> outside of that, like these days, I'm just very much like, whatever. Like I used to have road rage, but now I don't really care. I'm like, okay, you, you crazy driver, go ahead, be crazy. Like it doesn't bother me anymore. Very few things bother me except Trump and all my Karens in my neighborhood. I have a lot of Karens in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen the um instagram reel by lily lily, lily singer she has such a great uh it's um clip about caring karens and it's so funny i'm gonna send it to you okay um but it's worth it it's just real i mean it's you know it can be indicative of like any type of person that's very similar to your life like you know i think we all have them we all know who they are and they just they drive us up the wall <laughs> And there's they, but they survive, and they and we have to learn how to cope and how to deal with them. Yeah, right. And honestly, like these Karens, they don't even bother me per se. They're all old. Okay, these are some really old white ladies. See my my neighbors. They don't pose a threat to me. What triggers me is when they start staring at my kids, mm. like really hostile style staring at my kids. That triggers me. Again, I know they're not in danger. I can protect my kids against of these course. old white ladies, but. I don't want my kids to witness that, you know, so that's when I get triggered. Mm. Um, but if it's just me, I don't, I don't care. You don't like me. I don't, that's your problem. <laughs> right, right, right. Absolutely. Or, and it's, yeah, I, I personally haven't had like a, that type of situation like happen to me here in this, in the Bay area, mm-hmm. but I can certainly remember one when I was on the East coast. So doesn't it happen is. very often out here, but a few years ago, 10 years ago, I was in downtown San Mateo with my two coworkers at the time. 
And literally this guy, white guy walks by us and goes, why are there so many fucking Chinese people here? Like loud, like, and you yeah. like was saying it to your face? Yeah, us, like he was walking past us. The people, and the then people I was like, like, seriously. I was like, you're in the wrong county. <laughs> seriously, I'm like, people, like, what? Like, what? did you just move here? <laughs> uh, but I mean, and that's painful to hear because obviously like, you know, you can't really change someone's beliefs, right? Like that's people who say stuff like that. Like, I mean, it's, it's hurtful. Like, and I, I it's don't also, want- It's also re- ignorance, right? Ignorance and that they are raised in hate. So in a way, yeah. it kind of sucks for them too, because they're raised to be so fearful and to mm. be so hateful. Think about how unhappy we are when we feel fearful on the inside, yeah. but they feel like this all the time. And that's yeah. why they don't like foreigners. They don't like people that don't look like, like them, but people that act like them or believe in things that they believe in because they're fearful. Like, that's a horrible way to live. If the whole world thought the same, we would never progress. <laughs> we'll probably still be monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but the, I, I do question where we are progressing. <laughs> we are digressing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, there is some question there that I, I do have. But to, you know, to, but to your point, like we have also like made waves and changes that um, haven't existed before, you know, especially when, um, if we are going to talk about the election, um, seeing how many voters showed up, they showed up and they voted and they exercised their rights and we are making differences in the world. And it's because the whole thing stems from wanting to help other people. Like that's why, like that's why we're voting. We're voting for us. We're voting for individually, and we're also voting to help other people. I saw something today. I need to. I haven't fact checked this, so someone fact check me if this is wrong. But I saw someone something on Facebook today that said we broke a voting record. That this is um, the highest number of Democrats that have voted since Obama. So oh, it's like a new record. Right, but but I don't think we've voted since Obama, right? So we have. Oh, with well what one election. <laughs> but like <Yeah. laughs> but, but Obama was like the highest number of votes. Oh voters, at the time. voters came out. And now this is Biden just be Obama. Not because Biden's Biden Obama, because Biden's going up against Trump. <laughs> Well, 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 also like more people have registered. Like the fe- when you look at truly like how many people were eligible to vote and how many people weren't registered the number it was it was shocking it was shocking purely because people didn't know that they had to probably register to vote or like they've moved a couple of cities and a couple times and they just didn't register vote in their in their current county so i think that all of that is is news and it's all education that we're just seeing like for um the first time in a long time this year um, yes, the resources were always there, but now so many outlets, right? So many influencers, um, so many graphics are out there that are showing people the right way to, um, to accomplish these goals and starting early, right? Yeah. And this is just a habit because of course we started this year and we'll keep rolling that, right? Like mm-hmm. in each year, get better and better and better, um, and exercise, um, what yeah. we can. And, um, and, and yeah, I am really nervous from now until Biden takes office, what kind of damage Trump will do. The amount of violence his side is inciting because of elections is scary. Yeah. I mean, we are lucky where we live. I'm not really that worried about where we live. Um, But in those like smaller middle states, I'm nervous for the minorities there. Yeah, I mean, and, and honestly, when we're looking at that, right? Like that's what we kind of see when we're looking at the voter maps. 
um, you see a lot of land right in the middle and it looks like it's really red. It looks like there's um, a lot of people like thinking yeah. a certain type of way. But then when you actually see how many people are concentrated in certain areas, you know, I, I think the sad thing was knowing how divided we still are. As a I mean, country. well, look at it. There, it wasn't a landslide at all. It wasn't. It's, it's not. It's so tight. It's so that tells not. me half the country is okay with Trump's behavior. Or separating, right? his behavior from the laws. I mean, I don't know. That's the only thing I can think of because... Um, Sable had a really interesting theory. He thinks the protests and the defund the police, like all of that had a huge reason why people are voting for Trump. Not because they don't support to end police brutality or they don't support Black people, but it's these names. Like the Democrats need to be better about naming things. When you name things like defund the police, it sounds like you don't want police force. You know, I remember when I first heard defund police, I was like, that's scary. Like what, but it's, it's rerouting funds to other things that could use more. Why don't you be more clear so that people understand? Like one of the reasons Trump is able to talk to his base is because his base understands very basic language. So you have to dumb it down so they understand this is rerouting funds for something that's going to better serve you. Right. Then saying we want defund the police so there's no police force. That's not what people are saying at all. You know, and same thing with Black Lives Matters. Again, like we both support it, but I will admit the first time I heard Black Lives Matters too, my first thought was, wait, why does all life not matter? Why only Black Lives Matter? But once I understood why, where they're coming from, I understood. But again, not everyone's going to go out and, and try to figure out what it means. Some people take a name by its name and that's it. So names like this could be very polarizing. So if, I think he does have a point that Democrats need to be a little better about their, their PR and their marketing and make it easier for people to understand than having to go out and research. Make America great. Everybody know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and that really goes back to mm. us encouraging people to do the research, right? Like when someone's well, saying thing. I think that's the thing. I think you can't assume people will do the research. You I need know, to, you still need to dumb it down. I think this Trump shows very clearly that people don't do research. And me, I come from e-commerce background. Site merchandise is what I do. And I know people don't fucking read. Even if we just put like, Three big words people don't read. You have to only call big or 30% off. Like you cannot put too many words. Nobody reads. So that's the thing. That's the thing. You have to down that. We cannot assume everyone will go out and just do their research. No, majority of people will not go do their research. They're going to ask their friends or look at one article on Facebook or just listen to a name. Be like, no, Black Lives Matter. No, I can't support that because what about my life? I'm not Black. You know, they're not going to go for research into why they named it that way. Hmm, yeah. So you have to have a name that just people can understand very easily. Yeah, we, we live in a different world where headlines, punchy headlines, exactly. um, quotes taken out of context. Yeah. And because people like clicks, clickbait. Yeah. What, what is that called? Clickbait. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, this, just, this whole thing with Biden's freaking tax plans. You know, like people are, oh, very interesting you know, people that. are like, I'm not going to go buy Biden because his tax plan is crazy. I'm like, yeah, if you make over 400000 a year, you don't make, you barely make 100000 a year. Why are you worried? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I, I didn't even know that that stuff was happening like on Twitter, but I saw like the responses oh that were God. like. People are like so up in arms. I'm like, well, none um, of y'all make over 400000 a year. Right, right. But then they were like making all these memes they're like if your couch looks like this you're fine yeah. <laughs> you don't have to worry about the tax plan and i'm just like oh this is hilarious yeah yeah because people are so dumb I, was like, 
I mean, look, if I'm making over $400,000, I will feel grateful then to pay his tax plan. <laughs> if that's... Honestly, I was like, listen, those people have barely paid taxes for the past four years, okay? They should be paying more. <laughs> well, and it goes back to everything that we're talking about, our education, right? That we're mm-hmm. on our education podcast. Like, the money should go to where it needs to go, to the future generation, to educating all of us mm-hmm. so that we're not dumbing ourselves down Mm -hmm. for a society that isn't supportive of that you know like we we should be able to stand out and stand up for these um what we believe in and and for knowledge (laughs) have you ever watched ideocracy no but um i think that i'm supposed to it's on my netflix right it's on netflix (laughs) it's a comedy but it's it's a really dumb comedy but it's kind of scary because it feels like what's happening now (laughs) that Mm. we are digressing (laughs) Uh, well, I mean, it's exactly, uh, the world is just angry, right? The whole world needs to meditate <laughs> right now. The whole world, the whole world. <laughs> because it's, just, yeah. it's easy to be angry and that's and that's exactly what they're inciting and um, instigating. And in the news articles, again, like what sells, like they're written in a certain way to make you anxious. And I think um, I'm anxious when I read certain news articles. It's not calming at all. No. <laughs> um, in fact, sometimes when I read different headlines and I see them, translate to new news articles they get almost more and more extreme yeah i'm like why does this matter (laughs) like or they're pulling out certain aspects where i'm just like um i didn't realize that that was important that didn't need to be said to tell the story right yeah so i think it's a little bit of everything um and we we just need to arm ourselves into the important aspects of of who we are as a society so that we can do that research and we can help each other learn 100% 100% agreed. <laughs> and I think we're like an hour and a half into the episode. So maybe I know. we, we might end need the do, episode. Like we should probably do part, like a cut cut this in half or something. No, I think after editing, it will go down to probably an hour. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm excited. So, um, but yes, thank you so much, Yan. Great Thanks, chat as Yvonne. always. We will talk to you guys next time. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks again for listening to this episode. We really appreciate your support for our little podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, it will mean the world to us if you can leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify. This will help more people discover our podcast. You can find Lost and Refound podcast on Instagram at lost.and.refound. If you want to email us, you can do so at lostandrefoundpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, I hope you stay positive and creative. Bye.